Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press after the final score. I'm John Steppe, joined by Mike Loss, and Iowa has a winning streak again. Second win in a row. Neither of these two wins really look pretty. I think, if I'm doing my math right, weren't both by five points, Sue? Oh, man, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. 17-12, 27-22. Yeah. Um, certainly some things that look good for Iowa and some things that maybe could have gone better. The thing that looked best was the 27. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I called this a tough, nutty game, and it was. Statistically, we can poke at quite a few things and say mm-hmm. that's not good. You can also poke at a little strategy late in the game and say that wasn't particularly good. But they might made be referring plays. to that stretch on the three-yard line. When yeah, I am. I think goal. anybody who watched the game understands what <laughs> I'm talking about. But they made the plays. They made the, enough winning plays. They made the last play. Yeah. And they won the game. Yeah. And you look at that blocked field goal. That was big. There are a lot of those Enormous. little things. Yeah. Enormous. I mean, the so... Tips. Pass on the two-point conversion attempt, that's probably as big of a play as there was. Sure it was. Uh, The the yards were 409-277, Minnesota. Minnesota rushes the ball for 189 yards. These are red flags normally. Uh, Here's the biggest red flag of them all. As red as my vest. Yes. And then uh, time of possession, Minnesota 40 minutes plus. That's crazy. How Minnesota has the ball for 40 minutes. Doesn't turn it over. Outgains the Hawkeyes by over 130 yards. Iowa wins. You know, you got to give them credit. They found a way. Yeah, and that's, in the long run, the thing that matters is the fact that they win. You don't have the asterisk on there as they're doing the bowl assignments. Well, they did get out, I mean, gained on yardage, 409 to 277. So this counts as part of, no, it's a full win. And more importantly, it counts as a full win, probably, grand, this is still a long shot, but for any Big Ten West title hopes, too. Well, you know, they're 8-2, and and they're 5-2 and in the Big Ten, tied for first in the West. And I don't see Wisconsin losing it's like either of its last two games against Nebraska or at Minnesota. I think we can pretty much call that Nebraska one right now. I think Minnesota will put up yeah. a contest. But but the thing is, okay, but college football, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't you think you know, you don't know. Baylor beat Oklahoma today. I yeah. I didn't see that coming. Um, Kansas is beating Texas, I think, as we're recording this. You know, I mean, so it's a there, wide... there, there, there's no guarantee that Wisconsin's going to win its next two games. So if you're Iowa, all you can do, as Ferentz said, is win that eighth game. They won that eighth game, and they'll go for number nine next week. Yeah, and probably the biggest individual storyline um, in terms of individual players is probably Alex Padilla, first career start. Some things to like. Um, I think he showed that ability to roll out on his feet. He hit some deep throws, but when you look at the final stats, it wasn't anything really remarkable. No, I mean, 11 of 24 is not great, but how many of those were catchable passes? Um, I think 15 or 16. Yeah. Uh, Made plays. Made plays. I mean, uh, early in the game, rolling out. Throwing to Laporta, strikes. Uh, one of them when he was running forward, 17-yard play on, I think, was a third and 12. Yeah. 
And then uh, the two uh, lightning bolts, Jones and, and Keegan Johnson, although Keegan Johnson did all the work on his, <laughs> yes. but it was still a pass that Keegan Johnson could catch. The Charlie Jones thing was just, a, what was it, 72 yards? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, 72. But, but it was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. And uh, I thought Padilla played a very good game. I, 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 I don't... think he made a few mistakes sure. early on with his throws, but... Spencer Petras is making mistakes too. Well, I, so you know, nobody it's you're not going to have a perfect quarterback. No, here. and it, and uh it's it, Minnesota's got a pretty stout defense. Yeah. Uh so you know, I, I think I was very happy with Padilla. I don't think that that's even a question mark with the the spot he was put into, the performance he gave. You know, that was a winning performance. Statistically, you know, it's not going to Mentioned on Sports Center, but anybody who saw it said, did what he needed to do to win. Yeah, and he led the team, and you had offensive rhythm there for a lot of it. And yes. It wasn't just three and out, three and out, three and mm -hmm. out. And I think there was one stretch of like four three and outs in a five drive stretch. But other than they that, tucked it in though again, yeah. you know, and at certain points they weren't completely conservative by any means. There were times they took shots when it surprised me. Mm -hmm. But the, it, it was Iowa's second half thing with a lead in, in at certain points. Um, he's their quarterback for the rest of the way this season, barring injury. That's yeah, all there I is to it. I don't care what kind of double talk they <laughs> give it. He's the guy. It was going to be really hard to pull him. You can't. At this point. No one would. Why would you? It's... Mm -hmm. Kirk really believes in Spencer Petras. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure he does, but you can't yank a guy who's winning unless he's hurt. And this guy's 2-0. And the thing, too, is let's say Petras all of a sudden is healthy, and it wouldn't shock me if they aren't in a huge, urgent rush to deem him healthy. Um, yeah. That could be it. But let's say he's healthy against Illinois, and then Iowa lays an egg. Well, there are going to be a lot of questions about, okay, well, you have this quarterback who is 2-0, and and... Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But, John, um, here's all that matters right now. Padilla's the quarterback going into Illinois, and that's all that matters. Yes, you know? as much as Kirk says it's not, that's what everything is pointing to. So, it'll be an interesting next couple of weeks. Well, uh, it could be, you know. I mean, they're still playing for 10-2 and two, no matter what Wisconsin does. 10-2 yeah. and two is a record that uh, I think you would take in August <laughs> every year at Iowa. Oh, yeah. So we'll see if they can pull it off. Illinois got the week off, and Iowa had a pretty bruising battle. And Illinois has played well on the road. Uh, one at Penn State, one at Minnesota. Held Minnesota to six points. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, Which, for anyone who is watching this and seeing, now they went backwards with the sacks, but when they had more than 200 rushing yards in the first three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, that six points sounds so, really impressive. So, uh, you, you know, the way Iowa's offense is, you're not going to assume a, a, an easy win over anybody in the Big Ten. And I don't think Illinois will be easy, but they should win and then... We go from there. Yeah. Well, we will go from there, too. They already tried turning the lights off once in the press box, so 
maybe that's a sign that we should. My eyes are almost closed. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> they turned the lights off on the field, so I think that's probably the sign to wrap this one up. So thanks for tuning in to another edition of After the Final Score. I'll be back with an episode of Hawk Off the Press this week going into Illinois.